0: hello everyone welcome to a brand new episode of the all hoops podcast i'm steven inman and i'm joined by my co-host and producer chris Brito. chris and i are going to discuss the new york knicks first one of the year we're also going to dive into the Warriors' struggles and we have a special guest to vent about frank nilakina let's get to him right now actually sebastian how are you
1: Doing well, guys. I'm uh, I I'm excited for today's episode. Uh, considering how we have a very lengthy debate about Frank Nilakina, my we boy. Do. Uh, you know I'm a livid and a uh, longtime Nick fan, so I know I have a pretty good opinion on our team.
0: Yeah, Sebastian Flores is a big time Nick fan. We're really excited to have him on first guest of season three on All Hoops. So congrats to you on that <laughs> accomplishment. <laughs> And uh, let's get to our first topic right now. You know, Knicks are 1-3. and three, An epic game for our perspective against the Bulls. Uh, Monday night. What is your first... Uh, your, what are your takeaways from this uh, Knicks team so far? Bobby
1: Portis. <laughs> <laughs> clap, clap. No, look. Uh, yesterday's game was... You know, it was the first first one of the season. And it's uh first of many, I hope. But, uh, look... Bobby Portis uh, came out with his revenge game uh, and I, I know this is a topic for later that game doesn't become a W without the contributions of RJ who is by far uh, the best player on, on the Knicks uh, he, By it's going to be his team by the end of the season and sure. quite frankly it doesn't become a W without Frank Nilekina
0: it, it, it's, it's also true here we go <laughs> <laughs> look it's um, but we'll save that for later. I we'll guess. get the French yeah. Frank. I want to I wanna do talk about R.J. Barrett, though, because when the Knicks drafted him third overall, yes, everyone was excited. You know, a Duke guy, you know, who averaged over 20 a game in college last year. But people were still very disappointed that Zion Williamson was not coming. You know, it seemed as if they missed out on a franchise kind of guy. Yeah, but, but, for but right now it yeah. seems as if they have that guy. They have a guy they can build around. And you know what? It would have been really amazing if this franchise was able to hold on to Christoph Porzingis a little longer and pair him with RJ Barrett. And you know what? We would have really been excited right now.
2: But you know what? You know all these things work out for a reason, right? And now we're we're four or five games into the new season and the Knicks are one and three. And it's evident that someone like KP could have really helped us right now. I mean, it goes without saying, saying. but you know what? The benefit is that we have someone like RJ, we can start over again. And now we have, we we know for sure that we have a building block in RJ Barrett. And it's shown easily that he's the best player on the floor. He's one of, he's more or less the go-to option for the Knicks in many of these cases. So, you know, let's, in review now we can we, there's a few months after that trade with Dallas what do you are you guys do you guys still think it's it was the wrong decision for the Knicks to go for KP or
0: oh or I, I think it's way worse now than it was then and i mean, yeah. i was ready to jump off the you know <laughs> the, off, and, and i was ready to jump off MSG at least so i think it's worse because I've, i had high hopes for Dennis Smith i thought Dennis Smith was a guy you could probably Build around is the wrong word, but I thought he was a guy who could be a legit starting player in a backcourt. And now I kind of think best case scenario is he becomes a six man somewhere because the defense is not there. I question whether he can run an offense. And, you know, we've debated the French Frank versus Dennis Smith thing 10,000 times, and we'll probably do it again later. But at the same time, like Dennis Smith needed to be a legit core piece of this team. For that trade to look okay,
1: I, I don't see it that way. Uh, I think it's still a, a to be determined purely because of those two draft picks. Uh, uh, during DSJ's draft, uh, I wasn't too high on him. Uh, I know the two the two players I was really rooting for was uh, Malik Monk. And we all uh, love DeAndre Malik Monk. Farms, yeah. Especially with that 40-point uh, <laughs> performance he did in at Kentucky, I think. We so. all loved Malik Monk. Yeah. Oh, man. But but going back to the to KP trade, it comes down to one thing for me. And this mm-hmm. is part of the reason why I, I love RJ Barrett. He wanted to be here. He yeah. wanted to take over MSG and, and represent the orange and blue. Meanwhile, KP...
0: Yeah, I'm but sorry. KP like, wanted to be said all the same things his first couple of years it's, and then it's soured. It it's always been a drama mm-hmm. filled.
1: It's always been a soap opera with yeah. KP starting back with the exit meetings with Phil Jackson going back to when he first came out. I I I think there's reports of like him not even practicing with a couple teams during his draft. It,
0: that's how he got to the Knicks in the first place, because he wouldn't he wouldn't work out. Right. In that's why
2: that's why the Sixers went with Okafor. Yeah, ultimately. They, they wouldn't. Yeah. he
0: wouldn't work out for them. <laughs> right, and so look,
1: I to be determined. We still have those two draft picks. I would love to see how those two draft picks are first, because I, I'll I'll give you a history lesson. We traded back for Carmelo, and one of the picks were 2016, and if you guys know, that pick ended up being Jamal on, Murray. Murray that went to the Nuggets. Yeah. That trade happened in 2011. I think one of the and big so lessons. And so won that trade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the big lessons you learn right. is
0: don't, when you're a rebuilding team, don't trade your draft picks. Just don't do it. And I'm not blaming Dallas. They traded two potential 20, number 20 picks in the draft for that. But at the same time, it's like those Nick ones were way worse because you knew they were going to come back and bite them. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: But you know what? It's still so early to tell, right? I mean, KP's playing great in Dallas, I have to say. He's playing, doing well for my fantasy team. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know, having someone like RJ Barrett at least kind of, like, puts a pause in this all. And, like, at least we get to see the growth of this player once again. And hopefully the Knicks do it right, which is the most important part. Because they've, out of all the biggest flaws, yeah, have been the, the wrong signings and all that. But the biggest problem the Knicks have had in the last few years... Has not been developing their young players. Yes, they've drafted decently. Let's put it's called it spade a spade. Yes, they've drafted. They've drafted decently. They've got a Langston Galway out of nowhere, but they—that's the first you name know, you know, bring up listen, when you're talking yeah. about these listen, big listen, listen, but you know what? He was—he was picked on the All NBA rookie list, right?
0: I don't know if that's true. It's true. It's the second true. team.
2: No, no, uh, first or second team. Whatever. He was picked. I'm saying there. Are, we've had a history of picking good players. Yeah, we just haven't developed them. We haven't even signed a player past a rookie deal, so I think RJ Barrett hopefully signifies a, a, a you know, a, a a turn in that.
0: Yeah, it's been at least ten years. I forgot the stat, but it's been at least ten, fifteen years since they've extended a rookie contract. And and let me just bring yeah. one more name into the sure. equation here.
1: I mean, because I I've uh I've I've said time and time again since the season started, the season is only successful. If we develop RJ Barrett and my boy Mitchell Mitch Robinson. Robinson, those yeah. two. That's the, for sure. And, yeah. And, and, and Knox. And what yet yeah, Knox surprised me. He's had, he has a killer three pointer now. He does. He has a smooth stroke. Yeah. I, I, I believe last season's where he went one on one against Miles Bridges to see who would get drafted first. And that, I'm pretty sure he won that battle by a long shot uh, with that stroke. But nonetheless. Uh, I think Fitzdale has to look at the jazz as a uh, as a like a some sort of a structure when it comes to Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell having a guard and center as your as your cornerstones for a franchise and just roll have the ball roll there. Um, but yeah, that's...
2: Right in defensive center, like Rudy Gobert, who, like, basically swats everything
0: in his... in his. Much. So, let's talk about Fisdale for a second, guys. So, yeah, go for it. Nick fans have been killing him the first four games of the season because of his rotations. Yeah. And the rotations have been questionable. There's been... You know, we were talking about it last night where Bobby Portis is killing it, as you said, the Bobby Portis revenge game that we didn't see coming... And basically, they they stuck him on the bench for a few minutes in the fourth quarter, you know, with like five or six minutes to go, and everyone's yeah. scratching their head. But you know, they, he brings them back in, and Bobby Porter finished the job. Overall, I think Fizdale is fine. I don't think he's a great coach. I don't think he's a bad coach, but they just don't have enough talent to me to be criticizing the coach. And I think the rotation is—you know—they have thirteen guys on this roster who kind of all think they deserve to play.
2: Well, to your point. You know what? Fizzo has basically given this hand. It's not a great hand. You have to deal with what you have. But he has made decisions that, for me, have been questionable. For example, and not to bring Frank in so early. But for, you have Frank Milikina played great know. defense against Kimba Walker in, in the FIBA. Oh, in FIBA. In, in FIBA. Basketball, uh, you, basketball. you make fun of it. But you know what? Five of those players on the American team are NBA players. And still, Frank Nielakina played great defense on Kemba Walker and was ultimately part of that run that, you know, knocked France out of the tournament. I mean, USA out of the tournament. But anyways, why did Frank only get less than a minute to play or whatever it was? You know, when Kemba could have helped. That made made no sense to me. Frank, yeah, right. Um, And on the other end, last night, and you saw at least he made the right decision in the end, putting back in Portis. But... As soon as he removed Portis, the hot hand, the the you know, the Bulls went on an eight zero run, and then he put him back Portis, and then the Knicks went on a fifteen zero run. So credit to Fizz on that, but it's like those things where like, it it seems obvious what the move is, and I don't understand why he does not But that's just two examples right off the top of my head. Uh, I I just
1: think Fizdale has to go back to the fundamentals when it comes to. Uh, making sure how to set screens, setting picks, making sure you throw... You know, last last night's game, I actually, at the very beginning, I saw Peyton get doubled four times in a row in back-to-back possessions in the first, quarter. In the first yeah. quarter. And what did that man do? He dribbled back to the, to the middle of the court and did not make the right pass. Meanwhile, not to bring up Frank... No, bring up Frank. Frank Go ahead. But, but Frank, once Frank was in the game, you can just see... How, how effortless the offense became How how, easy, how easier it became to, for all five players to play in the same court Now going to Fisdale,
0: I My biggest question is I don't know what his offensive philosophy is it's a great, I think it's a great point I also think, as you said with, with Peyton It seemed as if the Bulls' plan was kind of Let's double pretty much everyone who we can get close to and then kind of more or less the Van Gundy route, let's build a wall around the rim. And guys kept barreling in. Mostly yeah. Julius Randle kept barreling in to the paint. And then it seems like Fizdale and this Knicks team adjusted in the second half. And you could say, hey, that's Frank, that's this guy, that's that guy. I think overall the team did a good job of adjusting to that. And Probably too late. Yeah. But they did adjust to it in the second half.
2: They did because at the end of the day, like the, the – the. The Knicks were just able to, instead of like, bar- like as you said, bulldozing into that wall, they just figured out how to score and drive rather than, than, than not. So. But
1: but to, for for me to, end my opinion on Fizdale, uh on a positive note, the players are listening to him, the players right are, are 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 playing for him. Yeah. Uh, the the second year guys continue to fight for him even though last year was pretty much a, um, a crap shoot um, yeah and and that's to me if you're gonna become a leader of a team like a coaches I think it starts there uh, and now with these vets coming in look you have these players who've been around the league for quite a while and I just need to see what what philosophy, what are we going to bank on when we need the last shot of a game to win it? Yes. And that I haven't seen yet. So
0: I'm, I'm going to ask you this question then. Um, obviously, there's not a lot of talent here. We've talked about that. But there is some talent here. What should their offensive of philosophy be? As what should they be trying to do? Well, it, it all
1: starts with Randall. It all starts with Randall not posting up, trying to take over... Four,
2: four on one. He's been trying self. to do too much. He's and I think he's trying doing,
0: to earn the contract, but, trying to become a leader on this team. And it's, but he's you been know doing what? too much.
2: Speaking on that point, I thought that he was sort of... I would say he was like the third best player of the game last night. Because he finally figured out not to keep Burying into that wall and to pass it. And then what were the biggest plays last night? The two, three-pointers at Portis. Who passed the ball at Portis? It was Julius Randle. Right. And that's what... that His adjustment... And that game last night, would prove to me that you know Randall's not a ball hog; he actually knows what to do. Sure. Yeah.
1: No, I look, I. Um, it, it also, the second thing I would say is shooting. Uh, I I think I'm under the minority of like Nick fans, who who don't who does not believe that Mook, uh, Marcus uh, Marcus Morris Marcus Morris uh, Randall. And Mitchell Robinson should be starting together. Because I... I, I question
0: it too. Because I question... The, the spacing. The spacing. The spacing.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's what the NBA is all about in 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's always going to be about spacing. It's always going to be about shooting. And if we have our superstar rookie who... He's an average... Uh, shooter, He's not there yet, but he can be. I think he'll he, get
0: there. He'll get there, he, To me, That's he's somewhere in between below average and average right now, but he does so many other things well. And again, 19 years old, there's no reason to think he can't become that guy. And you
2: know what's interesting about what you're saying, too, about RJ is that, yes, he's been, he's been showed poise and all these things, but like his shot selection has been fantastic. He hasn't made a shot that he's forced in all his time and here. And to
0: me, he deserves so much credit for that, but the coaching staff also deserves credit for that, for, for getting him the right spots. You just want to the the point there. I'm not even saying Fizzdale. <laughs> I don't know, it might it might be some random assistant coach, or we don't even know his name. It might be Keith yeah, Smart.
1: Keith Smart.
0: Uh, Keith Smart apparently has been very instrumental in helping him and Julius Randle. Uh, but look, he's a 19-year-old kid, and as you said, it's all about the kids. And that's why I want to bring up another kid right now, and that's Frank Nelokina. <laughs> And look, I am, not a, I am not a fan of Frank Nilakina. I think, again, it's his third year, but, and he hasn't really shown any improvement over those two years. But he's 21 years old, and he certainly deserves to play on a rebuilding team. But, you know, I don't get it. Because, like, Oof. the Nick fan love for Frank Nilakina is the strangest thing I've seen probably in a decade.
1: Do we, do we have? Mix? Do we have a couple hours?
0: We, our... we got a few minutes, <laughs> and like I want to hear what you have to say about this because you're, you know, I value your opinion. You're a smart Nick fan, and look, again, I'm not disputing that he deserves to play, but this idea that like Frank Nilaquino is going to be the difference in helping this team become a playoff team is just not there. Okay, so
1: as as the, the both of you know the NBA draft comes along or, or hell even, even the NFL draft comes along I'm the first one uh, watching bowl games watching NCAA basketball I'm I, I'm really invested into it um I didn't see Frank in Euroball I'll be the first one to admit um like, like select
0: few did that's okay. okay I want to select few alright I don't believe you but I did <laughs> okay. I still don't play at Strasbourg. I, I believe you after see, he was drafted though. Before.
2: Before. Before, yeah. really. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> you didn't know
0: Chris was a Strasbourg fan. Strasburg. You didn't know I, think that? It's, I think it's Strasbourg. Strasbourg? Oh, oh, you're French? I didn't know. You're, the, you're thinking of Strasbourg the game six pitcher, but go on. I'm more I'm more of a Bordeaux I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah look, uh, first year and it was actually Chris's dad, out of all people that kind of like threw me like that saved me out of like jumping off the boat when it came to F- Frank. You know, he was the one who told Chris. So you
0: you helped me save off the boat yeah, oh, that that yeah, night. It, but go it, out.
1: It was it was um he told Chris that night that we drafted him uh th- just to give him a chance, just to let him see how he 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 balls out. Offense, you could tell from his rookie year offense wasn't going to be his strong suit. However, he was a mint 18-year-old. Like, it, it must yeah. have been like four months. Barely 17. Barely 17. Yeah. Tell me, besides Kobe being Bryant, one teenager at 18 who's going who's gonna to dramatically change
2: the landscape of the NBA. I mean, there aren't many. That young, not many. Um, but like my, think,
0: p- my point, for going back to the draft, yeah. was this. He, if he's a guy that raw, you have to decide on a guy like that in two, three, four years. Yeah. You know? All of a sudden now, they have to start talking about, do we want to give him a contract extension? Do we want to build this team with him in mind? And obviously, to me right now, at this very yeah. moment, we have, 80, we have 78 games to go. But as of right now, the answer is no. You're not going to try to do that. You're not going to try to give him a contract extension in in, in July. because
2: No, and you know what? He hasn't – for me, he hasn't deserved it yet either. But right now, what he does deserve is playing time and a chance, a good chance to finally have a decision on him.
0: We are both in agreement there.
2: And I think We're at, at the end of the day, like the team is not worse with him running the point as a backup or starter right now. He might be the starter tomorrow night. Um,
0: Alfred Payton has a hamstring, I think it's a pole, and he is out for Orlando's Wednesday game.
2: And then DSJ has some, has some personal matters. So he has a death in the family. So if someone like Frank Milakina shows you know, tangible signs of improvement, like not, not only in defensive, being a defensive beast, you know,
0: if he's averaging maybe 5 assists and 10 points, is that good enough for you? 5 assists and 10 points? That would be well good enough for me. But I don't see him doing that, considering how he hasn't scored this year. Well, I, did Didn't you, score any points.
1: Tell me one NBA player who only plays 8 minutes in 5 games and trying to get a rhythm on a jump shot.
0: Yeah, but it's not about jump shots. It's not about rhythm. It's, just, it's literally, he, he hasn't, hasn't scored any points. All right. You know what? Think, listen, listen, listen. It's guys. Only, as,
2: as we've been prefacing this whole time, it's only been four games. So, he hasn't gotten much of a shot. Let's, let's, let's put it out there. Last night, yes, he was 0 of 7 or 0 of 6. I'll give you 7. that much. But you know what? His impact, his impact was all on defense last night. And, and it showed. He was on the floor in minutes that mattered. Last night's
1: stats, he we went 0 for 6 and 3 turnovers. That's that's what
2: that's most, most fun, yeah.
1: that's what all Frank haters would see and that's all they want to see. But when you when you look when when you really look at what his bread and butter is it's either it's making shoot, the right play. It's making the right, right play. Pass. It's the fundamentals It's pretty much playing within those five players that he's with. What the moment he la- the moment he he checked into the game you can automatically see a a drastic change on the offense, on how well the ball was being passed, on how on how every player was in each uh, position. I they don't... were they were covering. Sorry, Chris. They were they yeah. were they were doubling Frank, and he did the one thing that Alfred Payne did not which was simply pass the ball, the ball to the
2: right man. But my my issue with him is. Yes, he makes the right play, but sometimes making the right play is making the shot or going for the layup. And that's where he has severely lacked. Yeah. And last night, there were times where he was on the, on the, the three-point side on, on the left wing or the right wing, and he's, like, just standing around. And, like, you know what? Sure, the situation may call for it, but then at some point, he, he also needs to be part of that offense because he is the point guard.
0: Look, I mean, before the season, I would always – I always would argue with you two basically and say he's kind of overrated as a defender. I don't really get this whole he's an elite defender kind of guy. And look, I don't think he's an elite defender. I think he's a good defender on a team that doesn't have any defenders. So he deserves to play for that reason. He's 21 years old. But at the same time, it's like you really can't succeed long term with a guy who just gives you nothing on offense. And – could he get better? Absolutely. He's 21 years old. But as of right now, he's an absolute zero on offense. Sure. Not not as a starter. I mean, the bottom line is he, he doesn't score. Like,
1: right. But there, but there is even – look, he's 21. I, I've always – when it came to the development of players, I've always preached on the fact that it's much easier to teach a, a player – offense than it is defense because defense is all about effort
0: oh you see i'm all the way i'm on the other side i think because defense is all about effort you would easily teach that than offense
1: not not everyone has that motor not everyone has that that desire to like be in the right place uh defend the right person like the 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 part about being a a smart defender in the Mm -hmm. nba is let's let's take something as as simple as switching when you switch on defense. You know, you automatically lose as a four or five position in the NBA yeah. the moment you switch off, to a point, to switch sorry, switch on to a point guard, cause that point guard is gonna blow right past you and it's gonna be easy bucket. Frank, on the other hand, there were moments on his second year where I saw him guard four, uh, a four man, on the block and do a not a great decent job at it. And that to me that deserves if not a starter, all right, I'll give you that. I don't know whether he's a starter or not, but he has a place in the NBA cuz his tangibles although there 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 aren't stats to to show his value on the court. Mm-hmm. That value is
2: greatly appreciated to NBA teams. It's just unfortunate to me because for me Frank is the the second or third piece or or fourth piece the glue guy that you need on a team that's already established no and no no prob- see
0: no, no. he can't be a second third or fourth piece on a good team
2: you know I mean like as as a part to like be part of the glue as a glue guy kind of like not not someone you can depend on offensively but can bring you but like these if, defensive these 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 moments of defensive greatness which is what l- he can bring l-
1: let me let me put this name which. I was, I was listening to your guys' podcast, and yeah. this this guy is actually my defensive player of the year. Patrick Bev. He's probably going to win
2: it this year. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that kind of makes
0: Patrick sense. Patrick Bev, to me, is a much better defender than Frick. Oh, I well, mean, he's not, also let, yeah, is. He's 10 years into the league. For sure. Established. And he's also a not a. I wouldn't say a positive on offense, but he could hold his own on offense. What, what do and you like, define as hold his own as an offense? He can hit an open shot. Yeah.
2: He can hit seen, it open shot. Have I have seen
0: I have seen him recently.
1: I I look, I'm sure coming into the league that was developed.
0: Sure, but like how long is this going to take because the bottom line is this. They have him the under contract for 4 years. You're not if he doesn't show it by then, that's it. Hey, Patrick. Patrick Bev is thirty one years old, and he is probably what the first. Right, but I'm not. Up. I'm not. I don't care about how Frank Nilaquina plays on the Spurs at twenty seven year old. I care about how Frank Nilaquina plays on the New York Knicks.
2: What ultimately will happen is the Knicks won't sign him, and he'll go when to the Spurs they, yeah, star and be a star there. Okay, yeah, right. well,
0: that's, that's the and problem. Then, we and can... then someone like you is going to ask himself, "Damn, we should have kept Frank Nilaquina." Then no, because for that perspective, I would say we were never going to develop him. You know. That's fair, because we're not there and, yet. Well, we're and also, yet.
2: But also, that, that has been the biggest issue with the Knicks, the fact that they haven't developed their players. And I feel like that will be the ultimate reason why Frank will never be what we thought he was. And there you go. I mean, I didn't think he was going to be anything. You, right.
1: Yeah. What? Me, meanwhile, I, I, I think I'm on the majority side of he's the perfect running mate for R.J. Barrett. Interesting. No, because he just doesn't... What needs to like,
2: score? Why? Like, why?
1: Well, for the time being, because he could he could take on uh, on the tougher defensive uh, assignment, defensive assignment, and make it a little bit easier for RJ Barrett. And then also, RJ Barrett's bread and butter right now is driving to the yes. basket. Yes. Driving left, or he's ambidextrous. So he right. could drive anywhere. A, I mean, yeah. he's
0: he's not in, he's the left. He goes to the left. So he so that's he states. states yeah. So
1: he states. He said, "I remember an interview with at one take and on ESPN that he told whoever debates there that he was ambidextrous He was actually right handed, out of all things. But that's another thing. Point is, who's to say Frank, the how he how good of a." Ball handler and, and, and passer that he is He won't find
0: R.J. Barrett In positions to succeed So I feel like we both are in agreement That he's basically nothing on offense And that he's a good to great Defender on defense No, 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 no,
1: no. I believe that there is potential there on offense because he has a...
0: Well, of course, uh, there's there's only one way to go up at this point. He's averaging zero points a game. I just believe... I just, <laughs> think, I just think that he's you're like, saying
1: that he's a lost cause on offense lost, no matter what. I
0: don't know if he's a... Lo- lost cause is not the right word. What I'm saying is basically he's a... 124 games into his NBA career, which is not a large sample size, yeah. but it's not a small sample size. He's a 35% shooter. Which also, you have to
1: remember, last year, half of those games he missed, or three-fourths of the season missed due to a groin injury, and his first season, he also missed a quarter of the season due to injury. If the
0: Knicks drafted Frank Nielakina so, as a second-round pick, is he still on this team? I'm sorry? If the Knicks drafted him 37th overall... Two years ago, is he on this team still? Probably. You think so? I think so. Because to me, a guy. I mean,
2: Dotson's s- still on the team. Why wouldn't he be on the team? Because
0: Dotson's done significantly more.
2: Right. Significantly, Wait, but he more. gets no. But he gets no playing time.
0: Well, he's he's got the shoulder problem. That's why he's not. Okay.
1: I just no. I mean, although I do think Dotson is a good player. Yeah. Um. I just think that,
0: like, I would say right now, Dotson has a better career than Frank Newton. Uh, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. See, I don't think I it don't, is. I don't think it's a
2: stretch. I think it's like neither one has like been proven that they can be great, like fully rotation players at all at this point.
0: I mean, Dawson you know, Dotson Dotson is showing sure a good rotation player Dotson on a bad they, team.
2: Well, Dawson, right. Dawson's Dotson Dotson
0: Dotson Dotson a starter yeah. on a bad team. Yes. Or, yeah. where he shouldn't be. Yeah. But this, the bottom line is just like, I don't think you guys are understanding how mm-hmm. ugly his offensive numbers are. You know, and, like, I get, like, he has potential, but it's, like, where – also, where did this idea come from that he's, like, this great point guard? Like, Chris and I had Jared Zwirling on last year, and basically it was established at this time last year that Knicks did not believe he was a point guard. They were hoping he could be a shooting guard because they didn't right, think he could handle
1: the ball. They're trying to put him off ball.
0: And I, I don't think he's a great
1: point guard.
2: Right. I just think he could be. Why? Well – well, because he's a good game manager, right? He he was able to be part of that. But point. why? Well, you want you want a tangible example. Let's, Give like, me well, any let's go. Let's go. Let's go to FIBA
0: again. Like I oh, keep bringing. Steve. I keep bringing this it FIBA up. thing is nonsense, people. I can't no. stand this FIBA thing. Okay. Okay. How okay, do we know? How okay, do we know if Kemba okay. Walker and listen, the listen, Celtics? Okay. Go ahead.
2: If, if if
0: okay, if I'm playing a team that
2: has Kemba Walker, uh, Jalen Brown, the Celtics. They were the Celtics yeah. They were the, the, the
0: Celtics And Joe Harris And,
2: and Frank LeCant does well Yeah Does that not count for anything?
0: I'm not saying it doesn't count for anything But I don't think this should count the same as the NBA
2: Basketball is basketball Basketball and is basketball right. and you're, But if, like, if it's if almost
0: if, pick up it, basketball okay. how no, do we know it's not How, how, it's how not do we know crazy. the effort level? How right, do we know on, the effort level?
2: Not, wait, let's, wait. Not, let's, not, let's not scream over But, um, but to your point your whole argument is that it's pick up basketball. I think play-
0: it's somewhere in between pick up basketball and the NBA. It's not. But it's but it's, it's, it's not in the good. Middle of if,
2: those two it's, things. If you're facing a full NBA team, full of talented players in the NBA cuz they were hand picked by USA basketball, that's still a legit team. And if he's doing well against them, he could do well against them in the NBA. And it's not So pick- that's so that's my argument for him being good. Okay. And and it's not pick up basketball due to this.
0: I think it's so it's in the
1: middle it's, it's not in the middle It's look it's only in the United States where we consider the Olympics much more important than FIBA World Cup. Yeah. When it's the complete opposite and for the rest played, of the world. But he played that team. However, however the US still has to play in a in a in a, in a high level on FIBA World Cup if they want to qualify for the Olympics. So they have to play hard. They have to. They can't just think it's Rutgers Park and they're playing to, with a bunch of scrubs. So you, not, you not think to, that
0: team that lost to France gave it 100%? I'm sorry? You think that, that team, the South X plus Joe Harris and Middleton— they gave it 100%. Of course. Of,
2: why wouldn't
1: they? And also, I don't Wait. want to say they're scrubs on, on Rutgers Park. They would wash me in a
2: heartbeat. <laughs> I just want to put that right, in. They can ball yet. over there. Dude, yeah. that's a playoff team. I don't know why you keep putting because, them down as if they're not good enough competition no, 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 to be no, no, a good no. barometer for were Frankie Lakina. Did not
0: say they were good oh, enough competition. But you did. called them almost pickup basketball, didn't you? No, no. I called the league almost pick up basketball. But
2: it's halfway between okay, the Okay, tournament. Okay, fine.
0: But, but hold on. Here's my, what I'm trying to say with that. It's, we're talking about one game. Frank did not shut Kemba Walker down for three weeks. We're if, talking about one game. If, if
2: you watch. Okay, but in, there's nobody as good as Kimba Walker in that. In what the what, FIBA what, what World if Kimba
0: Champions. Walker is having an off day? What, what if the team USA
2: was having an off do you day? Have, but what do, do you have an off day, though?
0: What? This, Every was basketball boring. team has an off day. The Golden State it, Warriors lost 10 games did last, you know, like in their <laughs> 73 win team. They won nine, lost nine games.
1: Did you know that in the FIBA World Cup tournament? Yeah. Did you know that. Frank can didn't start for France to start the tournament. No, I know. You knew. He and earned so it. No, he earned he it. He earned it. So he played gradually better each and every game to play alongside players like Rudy Gobert, players with like Batum, who are NBA players. And by the time he reached against uh, the USA on the what is it? Uh, Semifinals. Quarter, quarterfinals. Semi, it was a quarterfinal. In the quarterfinals, look, the MB, in the uh, in the NBA. I don't care who you are. If you're if you're in the NBA, you're going to you're elite automatically. Well, if you're one of the 15 on that bench, that means you're one of the best players out of those 15 around the world. So if I'm if I have my man Frank playing up against NBA caliber players, you know what that makes Frank? An NBA caliber player,
0: regardless of whether you think he's a He's he's a starter, a six man. What, what what was the name of the the kid that uh, Vince Carter dunked over over there? Do you remember his name? He Frank, was, Weiss. Uh, Frank Weiss. Was that Frederick Weiss? Frederick, Frederick Weiss. And didn't he have go. like a big big tournament before that? Oh wait, but who do you, who drafted him? The Knicks. I think i like the eighth yeah. pick.
1: No, but I also think it's unfair to
0: – Look, I, I don't want to dismiss what he did. I, yeah. I understand I'm coming off as dismissing what he did. But the bottom line is this. There's
2: a lot of hate for a 21-year-old. Basketball
0: <laughs> teams have off days. Do I assume they had an off day? No, I don't assume they had an off day. But this idea that like Frank Nilakina is the chosen one. Because basically he guarded Kemba Walker well for thirty minutes in a well, FIBA game. We're not
2: saying he's a chosen one. Right. We're saying we're we're giving you a tangible example of him doing well on both sides of, the, of of the floor. So,
0: so you said you told me yesterday. This is what set me off at this. This is why I thought this would be crazy. You told me yesterday that you thought he could average ten, ten, and ten. No, that's or what sorry, I said. you could like a typical game, not average. No, go ahead. What did no, you no, say? No, no, I
1: said that he could. In theory, you could average that, and you'd still be mad about it.
0: No. If That's he averaged a triple-double or close to it. No, I— If, I, if Frank to averaged 10 points a game this year and did nothing else, I'd be happy. I thought that would be a success.
2: Fair enough. Ten I points. I don't think he's gonna average 10, and <laughs> 10, ten. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I don't think What it's, if it's like eight points and like four assists a second? I would or? say it
0: depends on the minutes and what he shot. Okay, I don't fair. care. I if, pers- if he shoots over forty percent and does that, I would say that's a success. I
1: personally don't care what the stats are. I just want him to be able to contribute to a team to contribute to a, the team to a win. That's the only thing I care about when it comes to players. Regardless whether it's Bobby is scoring thirty points. Or, or Wayne Ellington scoring
2: fifty. So I'll be real with you. Like we've been talking, we talk about Knicks all the time in in text messages and, and whatnot. But these last like thirty minutes have like flown by. This is the most so, we
0: talk Knicks on the podcast. <laughs> you're welcome. We're <laughs> at like thirty five uh, minutes here, but we're gonna move on real quick. Yeah, New segment we're doing this week called NBA Tweet of the Week. So if you want to have your tweet on our show, create something really. Really great. Something we could talk about, maybe at All Hoops Podcast, and we will happily talk about it on our next show. But we're going to start this week with Brandon Tierney, great New Yorker, former WFAN guy, who says, quote, no disputing Steph Curry's impact on the game. His fingerprints are everywhere. He changed the template. Yet, I always thought many were too quick to elevate him to a place on the all-time list he wasn't fully deserving of. Could he elevate an average team? was always my question. And guys, this really was very curious to me because did we elevate Steph Curry too quickly to make him an all-time great? And could he make an average team better?
2: So my first thought is that he is definitely an all-time great if we just think about what he's contributed to the game in terms of him shooting lights out all the time. He He will go down as the best shooter of the NBA of all time. But, you know, Ray Allen is in that same conversation, right? But what makes Curry different is that he is makes his team around us better so now he's had the luxury of having clay thompson draymond green and eventually Andre Iguodala, and then eventually kevin durant so the proof that we had around him of him making everyone better isn't exactly as clear as someone like lebron james who you know basically took a mediocre team to the finals um, against the spurs and you know the other examples that we have with him so with Seth Curry, it remains to be seen, frankly. He's always had someone great alongside of him. And if he can't take this team to at least a playoff berth, I think there are bigger questions in him in terms of being an MVP caliber player and all these things. And, and maybe it goes to Brandon's point that, you know what, maybe, maybe we overrated him a little bit. And I think it's fair to say that we did because he's always had good players around him. And not every team gets that luxury.
0: Yeah, see, Chris, I don't agree. I think Steph Curry is an all-time great. I think he's probably the best shooter, three-point shooter of all time. I mean, I said that. And as you said, but basically, look, I think he's an MVP kind of guy, one of those top seven or eight players in the league who could elevate a team to the playoffs on his own. I think there's only seven or eight guys probably in the league who could do that on his own. Um, I believe he's going to play a long – I think he's going to play a long game. and I, uh, I'm i sorry, a long season where he's going to play 75 games. And I think he's a guy who's going to take this probably average team into the playoffs. Now, look, uh, he doesn't have enough yeah. to win a championship right now. It I doesn't. admit that. But oh. at the same time, nice. he could elevate this average team into the playoffs. And I think that's a big accomplishment for them right now.
2: It. I think you're uh, – Sebastian, if you want, unless you want I to – No, no, i was going to say that. You know what? Regardless of whether or not he takes the team to the playoffs, he'll be one of the best players of all time. I just think that we were... I think Brandon is right. I think we gave him too much credit early. But also, Steph was always able to corral the talent around him and make it better. In terms of, you know, know, Clay maybe doesn't get as many good open looks. Maybe Draymond Green doesn't get as much attention. You know, all these other factors that contributed to their championship runs... I'm just saying that Curry has never had this problem before, which will be interesting to see. So, like, even if he, they don't make the playoffs this year, does it really impact his legacy? It doesn't. I,
0: I think it helps his legacy if they do make the playoffs and he's got average It only, Right. It only,
2: it only helps it. It doesn't hurt it.
0: It, it depends on how they do. If they end up with, like, a 28-win team, do I you, think that okay, helps so, so legacy.
2: Okay, so then do, does, does that mean does it make the Hall of Fame? He's, he's a Hall of Famer. So I was thinking. so then the question is really irrelevant then.
1: I I think, right? I think that he he was given his credit exactly when he was supposed to, because uh, in his first years, if you guys remember, it was injury ridden. Like it was always his ankles, and yeah. for the first three years, there, some people were even calling him a bust. And then, but then when the championship run. For what is it now? Six years or five so, years now? It was five years, yeah. For like for the last five years, ever since the their first championship against the Cavs. To me, he's an all-time great. He's the greatest shooter I have ever seen, and yeah. that and that no question. That's alongside Ray Allen or Reggie Miller or or Kauk or whoever you want to put in the discussion. The thing about Steph Curry's game. Is how easy or effortless Even before Kerr When it came to uh, uh, Mark Jackson How easy and effortless It was for the other players around him To, to play uh, the Basketball Just in, in, in basic terms how, how effortless it was to just Throw up threes And, yeah. and make, the, make the, the, not, not the Not the assist pass But the, the second pass the, the, the smart pass As one would say um, and, and that's all due to the greatness
2: that is Stephen Curry. But also, to Curry will never face the same scrutiny as LeBron. That's also the reality that I see with Well, with LeBron faced
0: most of his scrutiny because he didn't win at first.
2: Because he went to Miami.
0: And then he went to Miami. Curry stayed in the same team, and he but, won no, no, but more also, or less. But, right, okay. away.
2: but but it's all about expectations, right? Because LeBron James came into the league with all the hype that he was going to be King James and all these things. But you know, Steph Curry kind of has the story of an underdog,
1: right?
2: Right, because he came from you know Davidson, came under the radar, was drafted seventh, one place away from the Knicks or whatever it was, Man. and 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 frankly, like he was able to like turn around. His career and the war. I think the best thing that could have happened, even though I know it wasn't on purpose, was the fact that they gave him this contract, which was much further less than the the max because he had so many injuries. So that ended up being you know good for them to sign other players like. That's Ange the only Gala. reason this whole thing started. That's because because basically ankle, it because he had ankle problems. That's,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I, and and I think, I mean, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I I think he'll go down as a much more. Um, Influential player than, than totally than totally uh, LeBron with James. Oh, I don't know about that. Then no, I I, 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 just, I
0: get what he says. Keep going. Well, in terms of the game or in terms of The like game. cultural impact, the game both.
1: Okay, I'd say both. I don't you disagree. know, it's it's now it's nowadays that uh, you see kids in the playground shooting threes like it like they could make it. You know, <laughs> NBA. That's the thing length. we do now. It's the thing to do, and it was Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry that 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 revolutionized the three pointer. Uh, let and put aside that. Um, that's yeah. I mean, we have a Hawks game right in front of us, and you know, look who Trey Young like models his game over. You know, um, I think Stephen Curry is uh, he. Right. My point was with his first championship, actually, just to bring back your underdog um, thought, it was the Thunder that year that was supposed to be the favorite. That's true. 3-1
0: down. Was that 3-1 down? 3-1 down. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, I have two thoughts before we wrap up this segment real quick. Number one, Steph Curry is going to hit 2,500 threes for his career by the end of the week. And two. He is probably going to break Ray Allen's all-time record for threes sometime next year, which I think is unbelievable. And uh, my last point is, he was, as you know, one pick away from being a New York Nick, and they were going to take him. Could do you, do you remember who we picked? We picked Jordan
1: Hill. Jordan Hill, and
0: I'm sure you would be right here supporting <laughs> Jordan Hill, telling me what kind of great rebounder he was. Um, oh my god, that guy! Was I was, I was,
1: I was <laughs> climbing for. Uh, no, actually, I would have done it wrong because I was, I was rooting for, for Johnny Flynn.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a, was such a I was all in on Steph Curry. And <laughs> then, like, the guy I wanted, if we did not get him, was I was a big North Carolina fan growing up in high school and just Ty Lawson. Ty I Lawson. thought Ty Lawson. That would have been, been a great he pick, too. Better. I mean, I don't know what happened. It's or things. Brandon Jennings. Just Brandon anyone. Jennings, Drew Holiday, DeMar DeRozan. Literally well, also, just, just anyone. anyone else. Yeah, anyone else. Like, we talk about the Frank Neal, Keen, and dennis Smith debate, who, but the bottom any, line is, did, like... Who did we have as a point guard that year?
1: Oh, do you who, want me to answer that? Is that Chris Duhan?
2: Chris
0: Duhan is who if we have. we didn't
2: get a point guard?
0: Nope. Because, yeah, all right, whatever. for another day. <laughs> that's for another day. Uh, so, transitioning from loser teams to winning teams, uh, we have four undefeated teams in the NBA right now. Ever, these, te- these are the... Th- four undefeated 3-0 and teams, Sixers, Nuggets, Spurs, T-Wolves. Uh, so my first question to you two is, which undefeated team of those four can impress you the most?
2: I think you have to you have to go Timberwolves here. Who would have expected Timberwolves to be 3-0 right now? Um, frankly, the way they've been doing it with, with Carl Anthony Towns has been great. Great for both Steve and my fantasy teams. We've... We're pretty much first in both our leagues, <laughs> because of him, um. And just the way they've been doing it, and Wiggins apparently decided that he's a good player again, and he scored eleven points in like the last game that they had the other night, and ultimately they won. Um, I I think the Timberwolves have to be the impressive this one because who would have expected them to be here this undefeated at this point?
1: Well, for me, look, it's everyone's favorite uh, coming out of the West. Was the Clippers, if not the Clippers, the Lakers, and not the Lakers, the Rockets? The, the Rockets, yeah. I after these first four or five games, I gotta tell you guys, like, I, I was I'm really impressed with Denver. Like, I can now see what very few were were pretty much rooting about uh, to start the season when it came to the first seed first seat of the West. D- to me, like, the- Denver reminds me of. The uh, the uh, Budenholzer Atlanta Hawks? Hawks that had okay. like four or five all stars. Uh, they're they're an efficient team. They all know their role. They all know who the superstar is, and that that superstar in Jokic, who is someone's dark horse in this room for MVP, if I remember correctly. No, yeah, mine. yours right? Yeah. Um, which I
0: well, not mine. Mine, yeah.
1: mine is by the way, is Embiid. Just want to put that on record. Embiid, Embiid.
2: Is, yeah, is he me. gonna play enough? Huh? Is he gonna I, play I just, enough? I always feel that he's not gonna play enough. Also, oh, he's gonna play enough. All right then. I think. I think. I think. they'll be the best team in the East, though.
1: Yeah, sure it is. But to, to answer this question, um, yeah, to me it has to be Denver. They all know their roles. They all know how to play the game well, uh, and they're to me they're gonna be the first seed out of out of the West.
0: I want to one. go back to what you just said about four all stars. Who were the four all stars?
2: I think it was
1: uh, for Atlanta. For a... for Denver. For Denver. Well, it all starts Star. with Jokic and and uh, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Sure. Who's the third guy? Hey, man. Paul Millsap. Probably Paul Millsap. Uh,
0: no, I think he's on the downside.
2: It's gonna be hard in the West, but I think the first two guys you have a legit point. Yeah. on, though.
1: There, there could be, there could be a dark horse well, third coming okay. out of there. But that team, regardless of who's an all-star or not, that team just reminds me of that Budenholzer, Atlanta Hawks, who are just super efficient, knew their roles, will will win will win uh, games in a very boring fashion, but still W's a W. And for me, Denver's going to be that team. Just think
2: about, you know, that team as a whole, like, they they have the balance. They have the the youth. Right. Like if they don't win it this year, they'll be back next year. And like they have this guy um Porter. I haven't seen much of him. I don't know. If you, have you guys seen anything of him? Nice nice shot. He has a nice shot. I just you
1: know it's that back problem that really scares me. Yeah. It'll flare up at any moment because, you know, back back injuries or, or or spinal injuries are just so,
0: so scary and so unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, we're still waiting for him to make his NBA debut, obviously, but I think he's a guy who, in the preseason, he kind of showed more back problems, more or less. He was a little stiff. It yeah. might be because he hasn't really played basketball in about a year, but if he is literally a 10-point guy, oh, that's hilarious. that's a huge accomplishment for this team to add. To add that kind of guy to your team, and then
2: and a guy they were not even banging on,
0: right? No, because they just sashed him, right? Yeah, and they shouldn't, right? What I'm saying. Uh, okay, and then here's my second question about those four teams: which undefeated team will stay unbeaten the longest? Oh, the Spurs.
1: <laughs> you never play. You never bet against Pop. It's gonna now be. their
0: next game is in in L.A. against the Clippers.
1: Um, I will bet you that Pop will come up with a way. To slow down Kawhi, not shut him down, but slow him down. Considering that he've had, he's had he's him for former team, of course.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the Nuggets. I think they, they have enough. Where like any other team that they face, when you look the Dallas is the world, the the Pelicans, Orlando, they're not good enough. Um, they may have some trouble with the Sixers um, in the next week, but I think they have a pretty easy road to the undefeated um, territory.
0: I'm going to go with the Nuggets as well. I think, like you said, it's the easiest schedule of the, of the bunch. You know, New Orleans has yes. not played well. Orlando, my, Miami, just getting Jimmy Butler back. He's going to make his season debut on Tuesday. We will wait and see on that. And, uh, guys, it's been a great show. I really appreciate you both coming on with this. Seb, it's been so great to have you. Yep. We're going to our final, we're gonna get yep. to our final thoughts right now. As three Nick fans in the room, this one, it's wrong for me to say, but this one kind of made a smile to my face. Uh, the Nets reportedly are quietly concerned about Kyrie Irving's behavior, and there was an episode during the team's preseason China trip.
2: Thoughts? Uh, uh, pretty much off the, off. the. It just sounds like maybe he has some undiagnosed thing going on. I don't want to just say that you know this was a distraction or he did it on purpose because you don't. You, we don't really know, um, and mood swings.
0: People don't usually have mood swings, so I'm. I'm not. I'm just not gonna really see my thought on it was more focused on the next part of you which is they quote um felt queasy and confused and to me the idea that they kind of stole a guy that we desperately won for a good year plus um it kind of makes me happy that it's not going perfectly you know you hope that
2: everything's okay with Kyrie but you know what he was gonna have baggage no matter what it if you know, if if everyone says something about you at some point, there must be some truth about, some truth to it. So I think that's the case with Kyrie right now. And like, you know what? You want the glory. You want him playing well. You want him on your team. Then you have to coexist with whatever he's dealing with. Um, but I'm sure that the Nets, if they're winning, it, it's not going to matter.
1: Now, which which begs the question, what I asked you to before the show started, which is. You know let's just say in an alternate universe somewhere uh kd doesn't want to play in brooklyn then would the nets pull the trigger of making kyrie irving the man going back to what you said if there's smoke there's fire when it when it comes to his his past and his baggage etc etc do you guys think uh he would the, the, the team would pull the trigger on, on Alfred I'm, or something I'm
2: inclined to say no um, because they would have really wanted to keep D'Lo and I get the argument that you know they could have made the work with both of them but but frankly they, they already they already knew who their ball handler was and that's going to be D'Lo that's going to be their star and the, the only reason they made qualms is because with with Kyrie's because Durant was part of that package mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm inclined to think no
0: you know and- I would say yes I think Kyrie Irving is a guy who's a you know, all star player every kinda of, every season. You know who would have made more sense? Who would have made more sense? Someone like Randall. No. I see to me, Julius randall's is empty numbers. You know? He's a Nick, you know that, right? I know he's a Nick. And he reminds <laughs> me a lot of David Lee, who is one of my favorite Knicks. You know, a guy who could do twenty and ten and be a borderline all star, but the defense just isn't there. Okay. And I question whether this team's gonna win more than twenty eight games. And to me if he was an impact kind of guy like Kyrie would be I would think they'd win 30 plus. Hey, man, the, the Warriors have David Lee
1: to
2: thank for their first championship. Yes, yes they did. Do. Do. Yes. Yes. They they do. Do. It was and, so funny. And I started
0: t- with all, one of my all-time favorites. That's right said. It was so, so funny
2: we were talking about that before you you came that, you know, David Lee was kind of like very underrated in terms mm-hmm. of how that, that whole championship came together and when he was on the Knicks too.
1: Yeah. And actually, and I know hindsight is 2020, 20, but man, like lo on the Knicks right now with RJ Barrett wouldn't that be? A thing, I mean, I was huh? yelling
0: that in June. <laughs> yeah, you wanted that. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, Kyrie's not coming here. What if the? Uh, what if they let DeAndre Russell go?" But hey, he, he still, never actually became a free agent. He didn't still can. Day.
1: We still can. There's a there's a possibility.
0: You know, the next year I have something nice for him.
1: Well, you know, we do have an extra first rounder. Uh, we we can't
0: no, send them. To, do the not West trade coast. your first round picks. That's what we learned from today. <laughs> um, anything else? Anybody else wants to add before we get out of here? Well, I thought the NCAA's
2: decision to you know pretty much let players monetize, you know, their image in, and I thought it was a huge step because of all the things that are going on with the league, with, I mean, with the NCAA, that now players can finally like profit off their what they're doing, you know, not live off the NCAA and like their corruptness, you know. So I think that's good. And we could finally play
1: NCAA football on PlayStation Five. up? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for
0: that. I really thought this was going to be more of a battle with NCA basically not wanting to give up any more money. Um, And it just seems like as more and more states said we're interested in pursuing this, it seems like they just didn't have any other options, and they kind of just conceded that we're going to have to give these guys a piece of the pot. Yeah, but if if about time.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and and like you know, these guys are making these all these college teams are making millions upon millions and even billions of money of, of dollars and. And none of that goes to the players. All of that goes to their pockets. So why shouldn't they see a cut?
0: It's amazing to me that there are some people like in college sports that don't want this. You know, like like I saw Dabo Sweeney, the, you know, head coach who's had a ton of success. He basically was just like, if this happens, I might wind up retiring. Well, I, I think oh, – so All right. See ya. Yeah. I mean it's unbelievable though that like there are people out there who like – are around these kids every day and just don't want them to make any money
1: (laughs) well at the end of the day i think money talks and if if it's some way shape or form yeah you monetize the college game then you know what that means the end of boosters and then that means the end of of i don't know backdoor deals when it comes to five-star recruits is that a bad thing
2: I mean... It's a bad thing for some. It's a bad thing for some. I think it's a good thing because those things don't go regulated.
0: I think it would be good for our St. John's, who is usually too cheap to pay these guys. So I think it would actually wind up helping them. Or maybe not. I mean, then they can't pay the players. That they no, want. I mean, they, they're not getting paid. They wouldn't get paid from the school. They would get paid from the their NCAA. likeness. They would get paid for jersey sales. And, you know, all of a sudden... You know, I remember... I'll never forget this. You I was walking down with uh, D'Angelo Harrison, who was the star of the St. John's team when we were... In school, he average over 20 a game. And basically, we were at the school library and they had his number 11 jersey. And, you know, they he, he asked the librarian, Can I just get a discount on this? And they laughed and was like, No. And it's like, He, he had to pay do. for his own jersey. Wow. And it's like, it's so dumb. Which, first of all, I didn't get why he wanted to do that. But, you know, you, you're basically,
2: you know. May, well, maybe at the end of the day, he just wanted to prove a point that, like, my, I cannot even have a discount on my own, own jersey, jersey that belongs to me, my let, image.
0: Let alone somebody else paying for his. So it's, it's, it's very welcomed, and it's apparently it's supposed to be in effect before twenty twenty one. So I'm really happy about that. And my final thought is basically, um, we have this new Twitter account, All Hoops Podcast. We really encourage you to check that out. We're uh, really about to grow that and make that special. Trying to comment and t- it's already
2: special, Steve.
0: And uh, talk to our great fans, you know, basically every night during NBA and Knicks action. So that's pretty much going to do it for us. We really thank Sebastian here for stepping up and, c- and coming on the show, and we're really excited you, to uh, yeah, have you. him on on a future show soon. We have another guest coming up next week. We're really excited about that. And Chris, anything else you want to add?
2: No, nothing, uh, Sebs. Uh, as always, thank you for coming. It's always a great discussion tunnel with you about the Knicks and the NBA at large. And Steve, you know, it's nice with you too, also. Um, And also please follow our Facebook page too. Um, And that'll be all. We'll we'll, we'll have a new guest for you next week and talk about more basketball and, and hope. And that's it. That's all for us.